Welcome to a special Halloween episode of History Blurbs. I wanted this to be a full week and even add a cute name picked out for the theme, but instead it's a single episode because... life. Halloween to me is a pretty loose theme, which is great because I can still talk about what I want. And if we're being honest, I was going to anyway. But this gives me a chance to share some stuff that just seems more appropriate at this time of year than at any other, which brings us to one of my favorite parts of the season. Candy. Anyone who's ever worked in any office has probably kept some sort of stash of candy or snacks in their desk. I even have a candy bin in my home office. But the U.S. Senate has taken it a step further. They have a designated candy desk. The desk itself is situated near an especially busy entrance by an elevator. Eating isn't allowed on the Senate floor, but candy has traditionally been a pickup for senators who need a boost in a long day. The candy desk started in 1968 with George Murphy of California. He didn't have what you might consider a typical background for a senator. Originally from Connecticut, Murphy attended Yale on a scholarship, but didn't excel. So he left school and worked a variety of jobs, ranging from a coal miner in Pennsylvania to a messenger on Wall Street. Then he married a New York actress, and she taught him to dance. They eventually even performed on Broadway together. In the 1930s, they moved to Hollywood, and George starred in over 40 films. He co-founded the Hollywood Republican Committee with Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, and became a leader of Hollywood's conservative bloc, a group that included the young actor Ronald Reagan. He quit acting in the 1950s to focus on business and politics, and by then he was influential in the National Republican Party. With his entertainment background, Murphy couldn't help but do something silly to entertain and delight his colleagues, and so the candy desk was born. Murphy only served one term, losing his bid for re-election after a successful surgery for throat cancer left him unable to speak above a whisper, but other Republican senators decided to continue his tradition. For the next 15 years or so, the desk was stocked mostly with hard candies. Then along came Steve Sims, who added chocolate and worked with candy and chocolate associations to have treats donated. The next occupant of the desk was Slade Gorton, and he's the reason it came to the attention of the general public. He announced he would be sitting at the candy desk. He's the one who explained how it began and named his predecessors. He also converted the candy desk to an apple desk for a day to promote healthy snack habits. The candy desk was home to several other senators over the years, including John McCain. But the one with the longest tenure as supplier of confections was Rick Santorum, who took over it in 1997. There's a rule in the Senate that members can't accept gifts worth more than $100 a year from a single source. The exceptions to this are items created in the senator's home state, as long as those items are not primarily used by the senator and their staff. This rule allows senators to offer homegrown snacks to visitors like Georgia peanuts, Florida orange juice, or, in Rick Santorum's case, candy from Pennsylvania. Being the senator from Pennsylvania is a huge advantage in running the candy desk, and Santorum seized the opportunity. He filled the desk with candy from Hershey and Just Born, so he had an assortment of chocolate, Mike and Ike, hot tamales, you get the idea. During his time in the Senate, Hershey shipped about 100 pounds of chocolate and other candy to his office four times a year. For ten years. The candy desk is on the back row, which is typically where freshman senators sit. 
Santorum actually continued to choose this desk assignment instead of one toward the front usually preferred by senior senators in order to continue supplying candy. Then in 2007, Santorum lost his bid for re-election, and the candy desk had to be rethought. The new occupant was Craig Thomas of Wyoming, which has no large candy makers or members of the National Confectioners Association, and small companies couldn't afford to make huge donations. No one in Wyoming was going to be able to supply a huge amount of candy. Instead, many small confectioners were asked to give small amounts, which was rotated regularly. One article suggested that the star of the desk was moose doodles, which I'm told are chocolate-covered almonds arranged to look like... Uh, let's just stick with calling them doodles. Thomas didn't hold the desk for long, though. George Voinovic, sorry if I mispronounce his name, from Ohio was next. And he stocked it with Dum Dum's lollipops, Mars brand products, and Harry London chocolate. That lasted about two years. The desk saw another big upswing in 2011, when Mark Kirk from Illinois took over. He supplied Wrigley's gum, Garrett's popcorn, Tootsie Rolls, Jelly Belly, and even managed to get Milky Way and Snickers from suppliers in Illinois. He estimated that he paid out of pocket for about 75% of the candy, and spent between two dollars and $300 between January and October of 2011. He said in a 2011 interview that he planned to keep the desk for about two years total. He ended up having it four years. Until 2014, Jelly Belly had a factory in Chicago and supplied Kirk with sample packs of its trademark jelly beans, chocolate Dutch mints, and sun-kissed fruit gems. Other senators have kept candy in their own desks, too, of course. In 2005, Jim Talent called people away from the candy desk during a vote and handed out low-carb chocolate. For some reason, that didn't catch on. Democrats also started their own candy desk, though it's lesser known and harder to find information on the current state of it. Traditionally, participating senators have contributed money to a candy fund, and one person has been in charge of collecting that money and purchasing candy. But the official candy desk is bipartisan, despite its home on the right side of the chamber. Fortunately for our senators, the desk once again belongs to the state of Pennsylvania, with Pat Toomey as its current occupant. The Senate once again has Hershey's and Just Born products, as well as Three Musketeers from a factory in Pennsylvania. Toomey has also incorporated smaller candy makers throughout the state, combining the best of all candy supply traditions. He put out a pun-laden press release when he got the desk. It reads, in part, The candy desk duty is mounds of responsibility. I campaigned for this assignment on the platform of life, liberty, and the pursuit of peeps, and I hope Pennsylvania's treats will sweeten the bitter partisan atmosphere. Here's hoping, Senator Toomey. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you get podcasts and share with anyone who might enjoy these snapshots of history. And as always, thanks for listening.